The Mitchell's Front Page Podcast is brought to you by Geelong Bank. Listen live on 94.7 The Pulse, Mondays and Tuesdays from 9 till 11. On the line now, we have Daniel Lamana from Stockdale Lego Drysdale to talk about this home buyer fund. And I want to see what the real estate agent's perspective is about it. Daniel, thanks for being on the program. Morning, Mitchell. Well, explain this home buyer fund. So, my understanding is the state government goes in with the first home buyer and owns part of the house. Is that right? Yeah, correct. So, uh, the first home buyer needs to front up 5% deposit, um, a minimum of 5% deposit. The state government will fund uh, the rest of the 25%. Uh, and then, obviously, the chosen lender will uh, fund the, the 70 When does this actually start? Uh, it's active now. Um, so you, uh, you eligible, um, eligible, uh, buyers are able to apply and, um, and then effectively use government money, go into partnership with the government to secure property, uh, mainly to save on lenders mortgage insurance, which is, uh, which is a cost that, um, that's contributing to, uh, to the cost of property increasing. So if it's underway now, have you actually seen anyone uh, maybe coming into your estate agency that says, uh, I couldn't previously get into a home because I couldn't afford the LMI, but now uh, I can because the, the state government's helping me in this, uh, this home buyer fund? Well, this is, where it's, uh, this is where it's tricky because there are, there's, um, there's obviously certain, uh, certain criteria that need to be met. And one of those criteria is in Geelong, you can spend up to 950000 but the Ballerine is classed as regional, so you can only spend up to six hundred to be eligible. So trying to find something on the Ballerine that is um, at six hundred uh, or below $600,000 is one of the hardest parts at the moment. What is the median house price on the Ballerine? Depending exactly where you're looking, but uh, anywhere, Clifton Springs, Drysdale, Kerr Lewis, uh, you're looking mid-700s. Wow. Yeah, yeah, so that puts it out of range. And uh, the state government's obviously not looking at making any exceptions because you think that, uh, you know, you'd be able to buy a place for about 600000 somewhere in regional Victoria and maybe people have to put the ballerine to one side and look somewhere else. Yeah, so there, there's definitely possibilities. I, like I said, the the, the opportunity to buy sub 600 are very few and far between. And you are looking at the smaller, the smaller homes. Uh, and it's a, re- it's really just a foot in the door. So the state government owns 25% of the property. So as the future growth of that property, uh, increases and the value of the property increases, when you do liquidate that asset, the state government gets their 25% of that growth as well. Um, so it's just really entering that market. And even if it's a unit, uh, at 400, you're still eligible as long as it's not um, off, the, uh, off the plan. It needs to be a constructed property. And I believe in a way the state government's a bit like having a landlord in that because they own that 25%, you have to run things like potential property modifications past them. Is that right? Uh, you need to do annual reviews of the property so uh, uh, to ensure that you're still eligible. So you don't cross that threshold of $120,000 for a person or $200,000 uh, income for uh, for a joint partnership. Um, you just need to continue to uh, to review the the asset every year. Um, and one of the most important things is if you are to refinance, you need to pay that out first. 
Yeah, and um, do you think it's going to put upward pressure on property prices or is it going to be people that are already kind of in the market anywhere? We are seeing that the first-time buyers are at their... At, at their peak at the moment, I really feel that this is the time that most first home buyers have got the biggest fear of missing out. Uh, couple that with the fact that the rental market is just so hot at the moment and there are very few properties available uh, with the new legislation that's, that has been uh, implemented. We're finding that renters are finding it very hard to get into new rental properties. So put all of that into uh, into the mix, and we're finding that the first home owner, uh, first home buyers, sorry, are just being forced to buy something. If you meet the state government's eligibility criteria, how easy is it to get access to this home buyer fund, or is it a strictly limited thing that only works for a small percentage of people? I look. I haven't gone through the entire process, but reviewing it, it seems like it's fairly straightforward. And the state government obviously want to be involved in this because they are effectively uh, they are effectively exposing themselves to the property market. Yes, but they know that the property market is a solid investment, so they've got twenty five percent ownership in property knowing fair well that the property, uh, the Victorian property market is only going to increase. So uh, I do see that it will have a really good impact in some of the areas for first-home buyers to get access to property, which is fantastic. And I would urge people to uh, to really have a look at it. Get into something small. Get into the market. Get You don't need the four-bedroom two-bathroom, um, triple garage uh, all as your first property. You know, start out small, get a, a two-bedroom unit, um, get in the market um, and, then, uh, and then move on from there. Are there any potential pitfalls or potential issues that could come up that people should try and avoid with this? I think one of the big things is, and like anything, you've just got to be careful that you are buying the right property. No, don't just buy uh, anything for the sake of buying it. Uh, and you need to make sure that you do your building inspection reports and all the bits and pieces to ensure that you are buying a solid asset. Uh, despite the fact that the state government is owning 25% of the property, you, uh, it is better than paying eight or $10,000 worth of lender's mortgage insurance. Uh, you are getting uh, you are getting an asset going into partnership with the state government and you need to know that you need to do these reviews. If you're happy to do the reviews, then by all means, I can't see any pitfalls at all. And I know we talked about the property market a few months ago being very hot and a lot of demand for property on the Ballerine. You say the rental market is pretty hot and possibly overheating. Is it the same situation uh, with the buying and purchasing market on the Ballerine right now or is it cooled down somewhat? We, uh, my two offices sold just over 30 properties for the month of uh, October, um, just over $20 million worth of property on the Ballerine. Uh, so we have seen one of the busiest months, the month, month of October that we have seen in some time. Uh, we expect to see similar numbers come out of November as well. And I think that things will slow down in December just because there won't be as many properties coming on the market over Christmas. Families are being able to catch up for the first time in two years. So I think their focus is going to be on celebrating Christmas and those Christmas holidays rather than selling and buying property. What sort of people, what's the typical person that turns up at an auction on the Ballerine? Is it the investor? Is it someone who wants to move down from Melbourne? Someone else? 
Yeah, we had a we had an online auction on uh, three weekends ago. Uh, we had thirty five registered bidders over Zoom. Um, all thirty five registered bidders uh, turned up, and that was a mix of locals and a lot of Melbourne buyers. Uh, investors, um, property speculators that were looking at uh, buying, renovating and selling um, and then people wanting to buy it to uh, to make it their principal place of residence and a, uh, a local buyer ended up buying this property uh, and sold for nearly $300,000 above reserve. How do you like doing auctions over Zoom? Is it no replacement for the in-person and all the emotion that goes with it? And no replacement at all. Yeah, you, you, there's nothing quite like running an auction on the street where you're able to eyeball buyers and really get the feeling and know exactly what's happening. But the good part about registering uh, for an online auction is you know how many buyers you're going to have turn up. Mm. Whereas on the street, it's always a little bit harder. People say, yes, we're coming and they don't turn up. You know that they're registering because they've got the link and they're logging in. So it's actually a really, really good concept um, but put it into practice, it is a little bit harder. And are the buyers purchasing a property that they haven't actually seen or haven't been able to walk through? Yeah, we uh, at the peak of the lockdown, we were just selling uh, properties via video inspection with a building and pest inspection taking uh, taking place after signing contracts. Uh, and that was a lot of Melbourne buyers were doing that because they just weren't allowed down here, as you know. Um, so we were seeing a lot of buyers buying, sight unseen. Well, thank you very much for being on the program. But uh, final top tip, you think uh, it might be worth potential first-time buyers out there having a look at that home buyer fund? Yeah, definitely. Um, go on to the State Revenue Office, um, Home Buyers Fund, have a really good look at uh, at the eligibility and uh, I really do feel it's a great opportunity for people to get into the market. Start small, build yourself up from there. Thank you very much. Daniel Lomano with us there from Stockdale and Lego Drysdale. The Mitchell's Front Page Podcast is brought to you by Geelong Bank. Listen live on 94.7 The Pulse, Mondays and Tuesdays from 9 to 11. Or search for Mitchell's Front Page on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or wherever you get your podcasts.